This is the Value Investor Podcast with Tracy Reinick. All things value, all the time. Welcome back, value investors. So something interesting is happening here at the end of 2017 to some of these technology stacks. We've actually seen, yes, dare I say it, a sell-off in some of the high-growth go-go names. While Fang has been part of that, they've been weak recently and they're off their highs. It's really been the semiconductors that have seen double-digit pullbacks. And we haven't seen that all year because this has been one of the hottest sectors and suddenly here we are. So the semiconductor stocks can be very cyclical, which means they see big swings. So at times the earnings will rise because demand and pricing power is there at the bottom of the cycle. And then the industry produces too many of the chips and then the prices decline. So this cycle has been running for a while, obviously, and that's why the stocks have taken off. And the companies keep posting record earnings. And many say the demand is still there. And some are saying this cycle is going to last longer because of the AI demand, the artificial intelligence. So basically, you're going to need chips in basically everything. You're going to need it in, you know, your blender. You're going to need it in your refrigerator. All these products that were being made before without the chips are now going to have them in there, not to mention toys and various other things. And even cars now have big demand. So if we're going to get self-driving cars, you're going to need a lot of sensors in there and that's going to be a lot of demand too. But is that cycle coming to an end soon? Investors are questioning it stronger now than they ever have before. And with some of these stocks up over 100% in just the last year, why not sell, lock in your profit, and move to the sidelines to see what's going to happen with the cycle? That's really the safe play. And it appears that that's the one a lot of investors are making right now. So the herd is leaving the semiconductor trade. And if you want to know what it will be like when the herd leaves those FANG stocks en masse, which they're not really doing yet. We've seen some weakness, like I said, in the FANG but none of them are at double-digit declines yet. So all you have to do is kind of see what's happening with the semis to see what's going to happen with the fang. That's just a little bit of warning in there for those who thought the fang would go on forever. No, at some point, investors will rotate out of those as well and into other things like they're doing with the semis. So as value investors, we have to ask ourselves about the semis. Is there a buying opportunity here? Is the cycle truly over? Because a lot of these semiconductors look dirt cheap. And I've talked about a lot of them over the course of the last couple of months on this podcast, because they're always showing up in my screens for cheap stocks. So are they truly cheap and value stocks? Or are they the traps that we've talked about? And that could be why Wall Street is, you know, ejecting out of them, even though they're so cheap, because they're considering it to be a trap. So remember, what is a value trap? We should go over that again. And that is when um, a stock has the value characteristics that we look for. So they have real value valuations. Let's say they do have a low PE. The shares may have sold off for some reason. They might have the low price to sales. All of that is going on. But when you take a closer look, especially at that E part of the PE at the earnings, 
you might notice that those are not going higher, that those estimates are being cut. And that's what we don't want to see. That's where you kind of get, you do get the trap aspect of it. Because while we are value investors and we want things to be cheap, we still want to see some earnings growth. And uh, we still want that part of the story because why not have it all, right? Why not have the cheap stock with the growth? But the value traps go into that growth area and that's where the earnings are being cut. So I took a look at some of the big semiconductor names. Some of these we haven't talked about before because they weren't values, but I thought I'd take a look at them anyways because they are down pretty significant off their highs. And I thought maybe there might be some value there and whether or not they're value traps. So the first stock I wanted to look at was is NVIDIA. That is maybe one of the hottest semiconductor names of the year. The ticker is NVDA. It's down 11% over the last five sessions, but it hasn't been cheap for some time for most of the year it has not been cheap. And that still remains the case right now. It's trading with the forward PE of 45 still. So now no value in the PE there, but I thought I'd take a look at the estimates anyways. And um, right now there's no cuts by the analysts for this year or um, next year. That's fiscal 2018 and 2019. And they're still showing elevated earnings. They made $2.57 last year. They're expected to make four thirteen this year. So that's quite a jump. And then taking a look even ahead, they're still seeing some growth there, expected to make four fifty nine. So we're not seeing the cuts that we normally would see in a value trap with with these earnings estimates, at least not yet. That's the caveat with all these semiconductors. None of the analysts are moving to dramatically cut yet. Okay, so that's NVIDIA. It's not a value stock, but it's also not a value trap, obviously. And it's not really even a growth trap at this point. So it is a little bit cheaper coming on off those highs, but not really in our wheelhouse yet. The next stock is in our wheelhouse, and I've talked about it many times. Micron, the ticker is MU. Those shares are down 14% over the last five sessions. So this is a significant pullback for these shares. The PE is among the lowest of any stock basically out there that we've ever talked about, um, other than Macy's maybe. The PE is 5.2. That's the forward PE. So this too has not seen any cuts yet. They made 496 last year. They're expected to make 767 in fiscal 2018. So they're already into the next year. And that is pretty hot. They admit that these are going to be record years for them. And they said that they've seen the demand still being strong throughout fiscal 2018. So they, I think, are reporting first quarter fiscal. They're reporting in only a couple of weeks on December 19th. So they report kind of in the off season, basically. So we're going to get a good look at what's happening, at least in their aspect of the semiconductor market. But analysts are not negative heading into that number. So this is one everyone should be watching because, you know, they're going to give some clues into what they see even further out, maybe with some more guidance into their fiscal 2019. Now on fiscal 2019, so far, the analysts do see a decline there, which is kind of the signal. They're not cutting those 2019 estimates, but they're only supposed to make 597, which is a decline of 22% in the earnings. And that's because that's when the analysts believe the cycle may end. So these kind of companies, they go way up, those earnings go way up, but then they come way down. Now, 
does that mean that this is a value trap here? This year it's not, and they're only just started fiscal 2018, but I'm watching again, what they're going to say this quarter about what they see with demand. But at some point, Micron, yes, may not be as cheap as it appears. Right now, that's not really the case, but um, I'm going to be watching that one closely on the 19th. Okay, so the third stock is Applied Materials. That's ticker AMAT. That's down 12% or so, 13% over the last uh, week or so, five sessions. And they're a little more expensive. Their P is 12.6, but compared to the overall market, which is trading at like 19 or 20 times right now, that's uh, pretty cheap. And they too have not really seen any estimates cuts. There's one lower for fiscal 2018 in the last 60 days, but there's nine that are higher, nine estimates higher over that time period. They made 325 last year and they're expected to make 396 this year. And then even fiscal 2019, it's looking um, still positive, up another 8% to 431. So we're not seeing a decline in those earnings yet with applied materials. So um, that's looking pretty cheap and looking like a value here. So that's one to keep on your list. Number four stock is LAM Research, LRCX. These shares are down 15% over the last five sessions. So that's a nice little pullback. They're almost into bearer territory. Their P is 12.2. So again, that's pretty cheap given the overall market. And um, there's been no cuts here either. Six are higher for this fiscal year in the last 60 days. So they made 998 last year. They're expecting to make 1474 this year. That's a pretty nice jump, but just basically flat growth for the next fiscal year. Up just a little bit, 0.7, but not much growth. But those estimates are kind of trending higher still for fiscal 2019 already. So that could change because, as I said, the analysts are being real conservative here with their forward estimates because no one knows what's going to happen with that demand. So that's not looking too bad. You got another cheap stock there where the estimates are holding up, at least for now. And then our fifth stock is Intel, INTC. It's been cheap for forever, basically, but its P is 13.7, so that's still pretty attractive. But these shares haven't really pulled back because they haven't had the kind of rally some of the others have had. So you don't really need to lock in your huge you know, mega gains with this one, but Intel down just about 3% over the last five sessions, but no cuts to these earnings estimates either, and 14 are higher, 14 estimates higher for both 2017 and 2018. So no negativity there. And then they basically are seeing uh, good earnings growth for this year. And then 2018, basically flat for right now. But again, the analysts are unsure about next year's earnings growth, or even the, you know, this one is just for 2018 for Intel. But a lot of the other ones have already started fiscal 2018. And then they're already unsure about fiscal 2019, which is almost a year out, nine months out. So yeah, analysts don't like to be ahead of cyclical stocks that far because they don't want to get it wrong. So just from these five, I don't see a lot of hallmarks of value traps 
For now, the analysts are still pretty bullish on the future, or at least they're cautious but not negative. So they're taking a wait-and-see approach. So none of these have the hallmarks of the value traps that we've talked about. And those hallmarks are the slashes in the earnings outlooks. And we've seen those with the fertilizers, which I haven't talked about in a long time because they're still down in the dumps. There's still not a lot of recovery there in the earnings. And then some of the retailers have looked value trappish. And I'm going to cover more of them as the next couple of weeks go on. And then the gun stocks also have this hallmark of they're cheap with their valuations, but those earnings estimates are really being slashed and you're seeing a real decline, year over year decline. And then the analysts are just cutting. So you're seeing just like a sharp decline over the last you know 60 to 90 days in a lot of those stocks. And then uh, we talked about the energy stocks maybe being value traps before. And that was maybe true a year or two ago, year and a half ago, maybe. But that earnings picture is really brightening now. And you're no longer getting the slashes of the earnings. You're getting the raising of the earnings. And so you're starting to see a turn in the growth there. So they've already reached the bottom of their cycle. But could these semis turn into those kind of value traps like the retailers and the gun stocks and the fertilizers? For sure, they could. But for now, they're still just cheap stocks, value stocks other than NVIDIA, (laughs) with big growth. But they all have that growth with the caution of the forward year. So again, Micron is up soon to report on December 19th. So if you're a fan of this whole sector, of which it's quite big, this industry, and every semiconductor company is in different areas, so they're not all treated the same, you really need to do your homework on what area that they're in. But you might want to tune into that Micron conference call and earnings report to see what their outlook is like and to see what could happen to the guidance on a lot of these stocks. So that's my little advice there because I'm going to be tuning in. I actually own Micron in the value investor portfolio. So we've owned it for most of this year, not quite all. And it's been cheap this whole time. But if it's going to turn into a value trap, I might have to exit and go to the sidelines on that one. But we're going to be watching as well. So let me recap the stocks again that you should keep on your list if you're interested in the semis, especially if this rotation continues. If they get cheaper, obviously, we're even more interested. And um, the first one was NVIDIA, NVDA, of course, Micron is MU. Then we're going to have Applied Materials, AMAT. LAM Research is LRCX. And then Intel which doesn't really get lumped in with everything, but is still cheap, is INTC. Now, remember, you can find out everything we've talked about about value stocks on all of our past episodes. And um, a lot of them have real good info in there about value stocks in different industries and about the value traps. There's also a couple interesting ones on screening for value, which I'm going to cover as we head into 2018, because we always need a reminder on how to find those value stocks out there. But if we continue to see some rotation out of these big growth names, I want to be watching to see if there's any value there, if we can get some deals on some of these companies that have real good long-term value. So again, be sure to subscribe on iTunes. We have a standalone show over there now, The Value Investor Podcast is on its own over on iTunes, or you can get both of our shows, The Zach's Market Edge and The Value Investor Podcast under The Zach's Market Edge name. And we're also on SoundCloud if you like that 
that uh, platform. It's really easy to subscribe over on SoundCloud as well. But either way, be sure to subscribe and I'll see you again next time.